Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Amanda. And I'm Jen. And And you're listening to Fathomless. to be real fucking sad uh i guess yep. so Nina. i don't no i'm not <laughs> i've been no we've a tremendously upsetting i don't have a choice I guess. Case. go ahead break uh, my heart like i said before uh it is it's june and it is pride month pride. and as a member of the lgbtq community i wanted to you know talk about some pride shit let's do it so it's we, depressing as fuck. Yep. Uh, we are going to be talking about the senseless murder of Brandon Tina. And I really wanted to cover this case. I mean, especially with just, I mean, it's Pride Month. And really with all of the discrimination that we have been seeing recently around the LGBTQ community, specifically around the transgender community that we're seeing in our United States, maybe not New England, but you know, God knows what the fuck is happening in Florida right now. Uh, and Nobody knows Tennessee whatever is, is not much better. Um, and honestly, it's sad. It really is because, as one of the richest countries in the world, we should be more developed than we are. But I'll leave that at that. But I just wanted to talk about some stuff, you know. Because these cases are important. And if we don't talk about these issues and talk about the absolutely abhorrent crimes that happen to these people just simply because of who they love, it goes unnoticed. And then we're compliant to just let it happen again. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what's going to happen if we keep letting these laws go into place. I just think it's so, like, what's weird about it to me is that it's just like, who cares, like, what you're into? Like, that's personal. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could be into, if you're a guy, you could be into girls, but you could like certain things that other people don't exactly. necessarily agree with. So, but no one's shaming you for that or, you know, making you feel like an outsider because you like to do things. Yeah. My dad listens, so I'm not, I'm just going to be careful with my verbiage <laughs> but yeah sorry it's um but yeah so if you're i just don't i just don't understand the hate because it's just like oh my goodness like you're into that like why should anyone care about someone else's like yeah sexual who cares if you're into the bdsm things. community or what you're doing unless you are doing something that is physically harming a someone minor else. like a child or or physically harming somebody like an adult who hasn't consented to being physically harmed which like that that is some people are into that you know whatever i'm not gonna yuck your yum but like if you're doing it to like somebody who's under 18 who cannot consent yeah or somebody who's unconscious and cannot consent then that's a fucking problem that's anything else do whatever you want to do in your bedroom that's pretty much what the whole problem is is people are yucking others yums exactly that's pretty much i it's that and And also i mean i'm not going to get into it but we also don't have a separation of church and state and that's another big issue we should not be putting the bible into our our state 
laws and our federal laws. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Because not everybody reads the Bible. Not everybody in this in this country, as much as is everybody religious. doesn't want to hear it, is religious. Or and if they are, they may not be fucking Catholic or Christian. Some people out there are Muslims. Some people out there are Jewish. There's plenty of other religions. Buddhist, fucking pagan. Like, there's so many. But that's another reason why. But we're not going to dive into that. They have podcasts for that. There are plenty of podcasts for it. I can send you some if you want. But we are not that kind of podcast. However, I did just want to mention that, you know, if we do not make a point to stop the law's against transgender people and against the LGBTQ community from going into place, we will see significantly more cases like Brandon's, like Matthew Shepard's, and like all of the other names that are kind of unfortunately well-known. And I hate to say well-known because they shouldn't be. Spiel shouldn't be known for dying because somebody disagreed with how they lived their life. That's, that's the shitty reality of it. So, with that, I'm just going to say it. Trans, right or hu- trans rights are human rights. I will not accept any other argument. I will not accept anything else. It is a fact. And if anyone has anything else to say, you can kindly type out an email, print it, and then just shove it right up your ass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank so, you. No, nope, agree, agree. You're not allowed to tell somebody who they want to love. That's just, that's how it is. Unless they're trying to say that they want to love like a fucking seven-year-old child. My thing is, at the end of the day, nothing matters. And we're all just floating on a huge rock in space. Exactly. And we always try to tell each other, like, don't worry about what other people think. Like, you know, just live your own life. And you know what? That's what I'm fucking doing. I'm living my own damn fucking life. I don't take anything else or anyone into consideration. And if people do things I don't like. And they can't come into love my who life. You love. So I just don't get why people get their fucking panties in a bunch and, and have to feel this way that they need to like physically harm somebody because exactly. they don't agree with or they can't see why they do the and things they, they, they do. They think it's like, you know, the woke place, community and stuff. But like, I could go on for hours about how fucking fruity like the ancient Greeks and Romans and Egyptians were and how gay they were with each other. But we'll save that for our history podcast spinoff. There's probably podcasts um, for that already. Oh, there is. There is. But oh, you, I'm I just bet. telling you that th- there was the Spartans. Gay. Fucking so gay. <laughs> so gay. I love it. Uh, oh, my God. All of them. All of them were so fucking fruity. Even the fucking early, like, early, early Europeans. So, you know. Don't act like it's all fucking new. Even dolphins are gay, guys. Just get over it. I'm dead. <laughs> just, oh, I'm God. just stating facts. I'm just stating pure facts. Dolphins so, are gay. Fact. <laughs> anyway. There are several sweet. species of birds that gay. will have same-sex couples. Yep. Penguins. Albatross. All right. I'm getting. All right. I'm getting. I'm getting. All right. Tell getting, me all right, the... So, I'm gonna get, I'm also going to give a trigger warning before I get into my timeline because we're going to talk about a lot of subjects, so I just wanted to do one blanket. We are going to talk about uh, really disturbing topics such as sexual assault of a child, um, gang rape. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, a basically just a horrific hate crime that resulted in the death of an innocent man and the overall discrimination of the LGBTQ community in general. 
specifically the trans community. Uh, so if that makes you very uncomfortable or if it's something that you don't want to listen to, we'll see you on the next one. And now we're going to get into our timeline. So, uh, well, actually, I do want to make one more thing. I forgot I added this in my notes in like small little italics. Um, I'm also going to be using the name and pronouns that Brandon preferred. His legal name was Tina Brandon. And unfortunately, his mother never accepted his authentic self. And his gravestone actually uh, even says daughter on it and like sister, which I think is really upsetting. Brandon did not, would not have wanted that. Um, he was, it was very obvious to anyone in his life that he identified as a male and he introduced himself to people as Brandon Tina and used the pronouns he, him. Mm -hmm. So those are the pronouns that I will use from beginning to end when talking about his life, just to, out of respect for him and to just keep it simple for everybody. But for those of you who don't really understand, he was a transgender male, which means that anatomically he was born a female, but he I began identifying as a male in his early adolescence. He always You can identify felt... as a potato chip, and I'd be like, okay, potato chip. Yeah. But uh, he he always felt like he was not in the right body from the beginning. Like, when you showed me those pictures of him, I was like, oh. Like, I, I and then you said that he was transgender. I was like, I would have never, I would have never yeah. guessed. Would have never guessed. Would have never known. So you can just and this tell is somebody that he who did felt not, comfortable. This is somebody who did not go undergo any type of reassignment surgery or any type you of surgery whatsoever. Because this case is from the early 90s, so. It's just, yeah. Oh, but, okay. Early 90s. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Wow. Um, so, so we're not in the timeline of like today. No, not in the timeline of today. This is Nebraska, 1993. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Just keep, keep <laughs> that in mind, guys. Fucking middle of nowhere, Nebraska in 1993. Okay. Which Nebraska, even today, is not a very, I would not assume is a very tolerant state. None of those middle states. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe my guy Brett can tell me what, what goes on out there. He's in Dakota or one of the Dakotas. I think South Dakota. Because um, I got fucking I no don't know clue. I, think it, I feel like there. it's just cornfields. Andrew went to North Dakota for work and he was like, there's fucking nothing. He yeah. was like, there was a I Dairy think, Queen and that was it. I think there's just cornfields. He's like, I ate Dairy Queen for like five days straight. That sounds awful. Yeah. Oh my God. All right, hold on, guys. I need some water. I have water break. Hey, guys. Mouth. Hydrate. Don't forget. So, I also do want to mention there are a couple. Um, there is a few times in this case. Uh, I think I only mentioned it once, but if you see the movie, it's mentioned a couple times. There's a movie. I'll talk about it at the end. Um, where Brandon refers to himself as a hermaphrodite, which is a outdated term for intersex, uh, which I wasn't sure if you knew what that meant. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I did I put a little, like, plain It's like you're born with, like, both or no distinct difference. So, yes. It's you're used basically as a both term, male and female. Yeah, to identify somebody who is born with a sexual anatomy that doesn't really fit the boxes of female or male. Uh, and some doctors will do surgeries on intersex babies to make their bodies fit the, the binary other. ideas of one or the other. 
um, which whatever obviously one they're is, like closer to, or whichever one they're closer to, or sometimes it's whatever one the parents want. Like it, it's very kind of strange how that Weird. all happens. Um, but obviously, it's not what the individual wants because they are an infant and cannot, make you know, the make the choice themselves. Which I'm not a huge fan of. If I had a child who was born intersex, I would likely just. Raise it as is, raise them to let them make their own decision. Like they can just be non-binary if they want. They're just a happy, healthy baby. Like that. Honestly, that's all I fucking want is a happy, healthy baby. Um, but so basically, for um, if hermaphrodite's a very outdated term for that. Oh yeah, yeah. But from the research that I did, I don't believe that Brandon was born intersex. I believe he was born anatomically a female. But when he tried to explain his situ- his transgender situation to other people, he would say, I am a hermaphrodite and I am going to undergo a sex operation surgery. So I believe that it was his way of trying to like explain be- better it explain it to people. Because like it. we said, it's Nebraska in the early 90s. If, if someone came to me today in 2023 and just said, oh, I'm intersex, I'd be like, oh, okay. And, and that would just be that. It was a little different back then. Um, a lot different. I don't want, I'm not going to fucking sugarcoat it. It was very different back then. And people were not kind to him at all. And I, I feel like if Brandon just had one person in his life that may have been supportive of how, how he truly wanted to be and supportive of his authentic self, that things may have gone differently for him. Which makes me incredibly sad. But um, I did want to just mention that in the beginning um, that I, I really, from all of my research, I did not see that he, is, that he was born intersex, that he was born with just female genitalia. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there because it came up a couple times and it, they, it's mentioned in the movie. There is a movie with Hilary Swank that happens uh, that's like a reenactment. But um, yeah. So anyway, now we can officially get into the timeline. Sorry, guys. I had a bunch of like trigger warnings and little like notices and stuff at the beginning because I really wanted to make sure that I was doing this, doing this right. So Brandon was born, or Brandon Tina was born on December 12th, 1972, making him a Sagittarius, which I think Sagittarius are great. Um... And like I said, he was a transgender male, so born a female, but identified as a male. Now, um, I unfortunately saw that Brandon never got to meet his father. His father actually died when his mother was pregnant with him. He died Uh, in a car accident. So Brandon and his older sister, Tammy, just had their mother and their mother's uh, family and they actually lived with their maternal grandmother for the first three years of Brandon's life until his mother kind of came back in and started taking care of them and from then on the three of them lived in a trailer park in Lincoln Nebraska and Brandon's mother Joanne supported the family with her disability checks and she also uh, had some money that she made from she worked as a part-time sales clerk in a retail store in uh in Lincoln she did like it was like a women's clothing store something like that 
Um, so Joanne kind of relied on her family to help raise her children. And unfortunately, both Brendan and Tammy were actually sexually assaulted by their uncle for years oh, come on. before Joanne uh, discovered Jesus. what was happening, which is really upsetting. Yeah. Uh, Brendan would later receive therapy for this traumatic incident, but obviously this is something that would affect him his whole life. Uh, and Tammy as well struggled with this as well. Uh, like I said earlier, Brendan started identifying as a male in his early adolescence. Prior to that, his family had always described him as a tomboy, and he just never really kind of fit the normal box of a, a, a female. Um, so he, when it was, he was about probably like 13 or 14 around then, he started just identifying as a male using the he, him pronouns and introducing himself to people as Brandontina. Um, despite going to a fairly religious elementary school and growing up in rural Nebraska uh, and, you know, being spoon-fed the archaic Christian views on abstinence and homophobia, Brendan rejected Christianity at a young age and kind of began to explore his sexual identity on his own and tried to find his authentic self, as he should be allowed to. Uh, he began binding his breasts and would, like I said, introduce himself, introduce himself to people as... Brandon Tina, and he began uh, dating some girls in his class, despite the fact that most of his school years he was known as pretty shy and kind of closed off to most of his classmates. Uh, during his first semester of his senior year at Pius X High School, he actually attempted to enlist in the army after he had met a recruiter that had come to the high school. It was just after his 18th birthday. However, he actually failed his written exam for listing his sex as male. So. He, he failed they, the exam. They failed the exam for him marking the, the sex as male. Yep. So in the final months of his senior year, Brenda began skipping class more frequently and actually kind of strangely became more outgoing, his classmates said, which was really weird and kind of started to become sort of like a class clown kind of troublemaker. Uh, and eventually, uh, three days before graduation, he actually was expelled due to failing grades. So he never managed to graduate high school. And this was in 1991. So in the summer of 1991, Brandon, Brandon entered his first, like, real serious relationship. He had been with a few girls here and there. And all of his girlfriends actually th said that he was a very romantic ladies' man and that he was just very, very sweet, very loving, would give them gifts, write them poems, was like a... Was he on like, <clears throat> I don't know if they did this back then, like any sort of like hormone like therapy? No. Nothing. There was no type of hormone therapy. His mother actually also did not allow, expect, did not expect, did not accept that Brandon wanted to kind of... Be a guy. Yeah, make that change. She, her, she didn't accept his authentic self. So basically, he just could only so yep dress so, and so you're dress style that way, himself. style himself, hair stuff like that. Uh, like I said, would bind his breasts. He, um, he was always kind of like a lanky guy anyway. And then um, as far as like the other stuff would go, he used a strap on. He would just kind of have one in there and would just you know always be prepared. There you go. Also kind of used it as, like, a way to make, like, a bulge. So, 
That's nice. Yes. Sorry, I'm just thinking of like Ray. <laughs> I'm sorry. I ruined Ray. it. Sorry, Dad. I'm just like, oh god, my dad's not supposed to know that I know what this is. Go you're, on, you're Amanda. A I ruined it. Thirty-one-year-old woman. I think he knows. <laughs> you know what to strap on. Stop! <laughs> Stop! Uh, hi, I, Dad. I don't, <laughs> I don't. I swear, Amanda. Keep going. So anyway, um, but. Like I said, uh, Brendan actually, most of his girlfriends said that he was quite a great lover, quite a great, yeah. just very romantic, very sweet. Um, so uh, this was when he kind of first got into his first really serious relationship with this girl named Heather. And the two quickly became enamored with each other. Brendan actually even got a job as a gas station attendant, was trying to save up money so that they could get a little mobile home of their own and oh, cute. move out of his mother's place, which I thought was adorable. However, Brandon's mother did not approve of his love life or his lifestyle in general, and she actually convinced her eldest daughter, Tammy, to secretly follow Brandon to see if this relationship with Heather was platonic or if it was, in fact, sexual. Uh, and then when they did discover that the relationship was sexual, they were extremely upset and tried to confront Brandon. And in January of 1992, they even attempted to have a sort of intervention with Brandon and convinced him to undergo a psychiatric evaluation um, where he was put on a suicide watch. And during this psychiatric evaluation, the doctors told Brandon that he suffered from a severe sexual identity crisis, severe. which is not a medical condition. No, or any kind of mental I've never heard of all. that at all. Um, but of course, you know, doctors in the 90s, this, this was the terms that they used to explain why transgender people were feeling the way that they feel, you know, not because somebody can't just, you know, be the authentic self that they feel on the inside. It just, which is just really bothers me like a lot of these people struggle so fucking hard and like people people lose their lives and take their own lives over this stuff and doctors out there telling people oh it's just an identity crisis that you're having no they've got hysteria not they've yeah, gone it's mad. essentially the same kind of archaic yeah. medical outlook that yeah. that is right there um Thankfully, that's not the case anymore. But if things go the way they are, it might be in some states. My advice, buy a house in little nowhere in New Hampshire and fill the bubble. That's what I do. <laughs> I love it. It's great. It's a great idea. Yeah, it's good advice. So um, he was actually later taken to the Lancaster County Crisis Center to ensure that he was not suicidal. And then he was released from the center three days later and began attending therapy sessions, sometimes accompanied by his mother or his sister. Um, during these sessions, he was obviously extremely reluctant to discuss his sexuality, but he did reveal that he had been raped as, as a, a child. child. Yeah. Um, these counseling sessions did end up ending a few weeks after the whole uh, you know, like hospital stay and everything. And like I said before, Brendan's mother would never accept Brendan's authentic self. And up until she passed away, she continued to, to refer to him as her daughter, despite what Brendan would have wanted. In 
three, and we're going to fast forward just a little bit, um, Brandon was actually in a little bit of legal trouble, so he skipped town and Uh-oh. moved to Falls City, uh, which is in Richardson County, Nebraska. Um, I know where none of this stuff oh, is. Oh, no, so. me neither. That's why we say we're New England. So anything <laughs> outside of New England, we're oh, like, yeah. we're, we're lost. Fuck- we're yeah, fucking yeah. lost. Sorry, guys. Someone's got to know. <laughs> but uh, essentially, he had, you know, he had written some bad checks, gotten into a little bit of trouble with the law, and he just, you know, skipped town so that he wasn't, uh, was, you know, not getting into any more trouble. In the movie, they portray it as he was, you know, getting into trouble dating girls and then their family was finding out who their daughters were dating and then, you know, like angry mobs were coming. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Probably not. I did. I was able to find, you know, actual evidence that he was writing bad checks for things. But I'm sure the mobs with their pitchforks and their stakes weren't. I mean, I'm sure it happened, but. Yeah. Like like the like the early scene in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, not that. That's that's what I'm envisioning. No. I mean, that didn't happen. No, 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 no. <laughs> I meant I'm sure that you know there were times where he dated girls and oh then, yeah, the parents are pissed. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, or we don't accept siblings this. or things you know found out and people got upset. But anyway, so yeah, he moves to Fall City, and this is where he. I mean. Obviously, he comes in, he immediately presents himself to everybody as Brandentina and just, you know, leaves it at that. And this was kind of nice for him because he was able to get a fresh start. This isn't the town he went to school in. You know, he kind of reinvents himself. Uh, he quickly became friends with a few residents and ended up moving into the home of Lisa Lambert and ended up starting to date one of Lisa's friends, who was 18-year-old Lana Tisdell, uh, who had actually introduced him to her circle of friends. Um, all these names are going to come back up too. So okay. we're going to try and keep keep them all in uh, keep them all in track. Um, so there was uh, two ex convicts, John L. Lauder and Marvin Thomas Tom uh, Nissen. I want to say is N I S S E N. So I don't think it's Nissen. Nissen. I'm going to go with Nissen. I Nissen vote sounds Nissen. Right. Uh, so these were uh, the new people that Brandon started hanging out with. And like I said, he introduced himself as Brandon identified as a male. And there was, you know, nothing wrong with that, except keep in mind it's, you know, Nebraska in the 90s. Um, so on December 19th, a few months after Brandon had actually kind of got to Fall City and had really hung out with everyone and kind of made friends with everyone. Him and Lana had been dating for a little while and things were getting kind of serious. He gets arrested for forging checks again. Uh-oh. And Lana Tisdell used some money from her father to pay Brendan's bail. Uh-oh. However, when she goes to the police station to get him, she sees that he is housed in the female section of the jail. Okay. And this is when Lana learned that Brandon was transgender. Wait, uh, she didn't know that he wasn't a... Uh... No. 
So like I said, he had a strap on. So every time that they had had any kind of like sexual intercourse or anything. Was it in the pitch black? Yeah. He just popped it out of the pants. Yeah, but I feel like when you're like. It was also the 90s. It's not pitch black. In Nebraska. So girls were very much like sex was very much not talked about. I'm sure they were not having sex with the lights on. I'm sure they were probably embarrassed about the whole thing. They weren't trying to look at a dude's penis. They were trying to get it done and over with. I don't. I mean, I'm that's I, me just if, assuming. If they're but. dating for a while, there's so no they, way she. Apparently she had had no idea. Okay, uh, well, let's just roll with it. Go ahead. She and she is adamant that she did not know until she picked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would know. Anyone would. I feel like you would know. Well, I feel like you would know. Lana is insistent that she did not know until she went and picked up Brendan from jail. Um, This was when. Uh, well, like when Lana questioned Brandon about this, he told her that he was a hermaphrodite pursuing a sex change operation, which obviously is not the case. But like we said, I think that was just his way of trying to kind of cope with it and kind of or just getting people to understand getting people to understand because it. It, yeah. it was not. Yeah, I don't know why I said cope with it. That's the wrong word for it. But it's OK. You know what I mean? The biggest issue is that Lana really didn't seem to care. And this is where things get a little funky because in the movie, um, Chloe Savini's character at like basically still like is like, it's fine. I love you for who you are. And, you know, they just, you know, they go on having their relationship. Uh, Lana Tisdale actually sued the company that made the movie and said that they did not continue their relationship after she had discovered that Brandon was a transgender male. Um, so it, get, it gets a little fuzzy there. Did she, like, win? Um, what? Did she win? I, she said she, you said she sued. She did not win. Okay. Yeah, she did not It's win. a movie. Not everything needs to be factual. Yeah. Um, but she, um, so essentially what happened after that, she did pay for his bail. Um, and... Brandon did go back to Lisa's house, which was the friend. The, the friend. Um, now, the biggest issue was that a newspaper had reported on Brandon's arrest and had put in there that a 19-year-old female, Tina Brandon, had been arrested for forging checks. So all of Brandon's friends found out. found out. And specifically, John and Tom had a huge problem with this. And he never legally changed his name at all? No. So he just went by Brandon? Yes. And just introduced himself to everyone as Brandon Tina. No one questioned Tina as, like, a girl's... Or I know. No. And the last I'm not name trying was to assign T-E-E-N-A. That's how his name was spelt. So it it looked kind of odd. So, like, that could look like a surname. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know? Um, 
but yeah, no one, no one questioned it. No one it. questioned it. Okay. I so, mean, I'm but sure... now his friends are bothered yes. by the fact that I'm sure there were times that people questioned it and people found out, but it wasn't up until this time that it became a huge problem. Um, and John and Tom had a huge problem with it. So this is um, where things get really fucked up. Uh, so this was during a Christmas Eve party. John Lauder and Tom Nissen grabbed Brandon and forced him in front of the entire party to remove his pants to prove to Lisa Tisdell that Brandon had a vulva instead of a penis. So after that's just like sick though. After like, they take off your like after they forcibly removed his pants, one of them held him down while the other one removed his pants, and then they forced Lisa to look at him and look at his genitals. And did she? Yes. Only when she was phys- physically forced. Oh, to. she was forced as she well. She was physically forced to look. Oh my god. She did god. not want to. She was just friends with Brandon and did not care what was between his legs and just enjoyed their friendship. As it should be. Exactly. Uh, Lauder and Nissen then later assaulted Brandon and forced him into their car. They drove Brandon away from Lisa Tisdale's home to a nearby meatpacking plant in Richardson County, where they then proceeded to gang rape him. Um, Wait. So they're giving him shit, and they're going to go and rape him after? Yes. They literally dragged him into a car, drove him away to a secluded area, and then proceeded to take turns assaulting him. So they then returned to Tom's home, where they forced Brandon to take a shower, where Brandon actually managed to escape by climbing out of the bathroom window, where he ran back to Lisa Tisdale's house. Uh, Lisa actually convinced Brandon to file a police report, even though Tom and John said that Brandon should never tell the police about this rape or they would silence him permanently. Uh, After a little bit of convincing, Brandon actually ended up going to the emergency room where a standard rape kit was assembled, but then later lost in evidence. What? That's fucked. I just, 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 fucking just wait. lost in evidence. Just, oh my, um, it's about to get a lot worse. Uh, so Sheriff Charles B. Lau questioned Brandon about the rape. Reportedly, he seemed more interested in Brandon's transgender status to the point where Brandon actually stopped answering his questions and found them completely rude and unnecessary. And I actually have, um, a little transcript from the recorded interview that is from the documentary, the Brandon Tina story that everyone should go watch. I think it's on like Pluto or Tubi, one of those like free movie channels. Um, so it starts with uh, the sheriff saying, why do you run around with girls? In, and this is like in the middle of their conversation after he had basically very like haphazardly questioned him about the assault and really was kind of more focused on asking Brandon if he had tried to engage sexually with the other men in any way instead of on the physical assault that happened on Brandon. At one point, he even asked Brandon if he helped one of the men try to 
get himself up and ready to assault him. Repeat that? Yes. He asked Brandon if he helped the man get an erection before he assaulted him. Wait, I'm sorry. This I'm, is I'm the a sheriff. Ha- I have a hard time believing that this was like the 90s. This sounds yeah. something more this is like... 1992. Or actually 1993. Oh my god. Yep. So It's like he's a fucking victim and he, they're and like, this oh is no. how they're treating him. No. So, they're the victims. So this is you. what the sheriff said. Why do you run around with girls instead anyway? Or instead of being a girl yourself? Why do you care? And Brandon said, why do I what? And he said, why do you run around with girls instead of guys? And why are you being a girl yourself? Brandon said, I haven't the slightest idea. The sheriff said, you haven't the slightest idea. You go around kissing girls. Girls that don't know about you and think you're a guy. And you kiss them. And then there is a extreme pause of silence in the recording where you can tell that Brandon is visibly upset and actually starts crying as he's talking and says, I have a sexual identity crisis. The sheriff says, a what? He says, I have a sexual identity crisis. Sheriff repeats again, a what? So Brandon repeats a third time, I have a sexual identity crisis. Sheriff says, you want to explain that to me? Brandon says, I don't even know if I can explain it. And then stopped answering questions. Okay. So eventually Brandon just leaves. And that was it. Um, Tom and John learned of the report and began searching for Brandon. But they... So they were pissed they went to the police. Yes. Three days later, the police found them and questioned them. But they were never arrested for the crime. And the questioning never led anywhere. Um, Sheriff actually declined to have them arrested because he said, and I quote, he actually quoted this, what kind of a person was she referring to Brandon? The first few times we arrested her, she was putting herself off as a guy. And So, so that was his reasoning for not arresting these two men who gang raped somebody. Because she was putting because herself out there as a guy. Because she identified as a male. That is simply it. So, so this, this human being has was no rights anymore. physically assaulted, went to the police, and then was told, basically, go fuck yourself. And now, in danger. Exactly. Because... Because they know that he reported it. Yep. Around 1 o'clock in the morning on December 31st, 1993, Tom Nissen and John Lauder drove to Lisa Lambert's house and broke in. They found Lambert in bed and demanded to know where Brandon was. She refused to tell them. Tom searched and found Brandon under a blanket that was actually at the foot of the bed. The men asked Lisa if there was anyone else in the house, and she replied, Philip Devine, who at the time was dating Lisa's sister, who was staying with them. The duo then shot Brandon in the stomach. Tom testified that at court he noticed that Brandon was twitching and then asked John for a knife, which he then stabbed Brandon in the chest several times to ensure that he was actually dead. 
Nissen later testified that he shot Lambert in the stomach as well. And after leaving the room, found Philip Devine and then returned a second time with him. Nissen and Lambert, Nissen then shot Lambert a second time. And the two men took Devine into the living room, sat him on the couch, shot him twice. And then Tom Nissen returned to the bedroom where he shot Lisa Lambert a few more times. And the two men just left, threw their weapons and gloves into a frozen river and returned to Fall City. So they killed everybody. They killed everybody in the house. So including Brandon, they killed Lisa Lambert, who Brandon Why? was staying with. And then Philip Devine, because which is she another didn't person give staying him up. in the house. She didn't want to tell them where, where he was. Yep. So how old are these fucking people? Like are they in, in high 20s. school? Oh, they're in their 20s. So Brandon was 19. That he had just like, graduated. Do you so not like know that you're going to go to jail? 19, 20. Yep. You're going to go to jail. So Tom Nissen, actually, um, they were arrested that afternoon in which Tom told the deputies that he had witnessed John Lauder shoot three people to death in Humboldt, which is a different city. Um. Tom Nissen accused John Lauder of committing the murders and did that in exchange for a reduced sentence. He uh, admitted to being an accessory to the rape and the murder, uh, but said that he really did not act in any part in it and then testified against John Lauder and was still sentenced to life in prison. But he did not get the death penalty. John Lauder denied the veracity of Nissen's testimony and actually tried to uh, discredit him and tried to kind of downplay everything to the jury. Um, They're actually both interviewed in the Brandon Tina story documentary. And even in that, they try to severely downplay what happened. They basically try to act like, ah, we, we kind of had like a fight, but not really. But, you know, I can't really say any more. Because I have an appeal coming up. It's basically how they are the entire documentary. And it's disgusting. And they're both just like gross, like inbred looking West Virginia I, that's boys. How I'm pic- like, that's how, literally how I pictured them. Fucking one of them that's has literally, a mullet. Like, like just got so disturbed by the fact that like someone they were hanging out with were different. Yep. And they felt the need to kill him and yeah. kill others that After weren't assaulting even, him had nothing to do with any yeah it's like oh like i literally hate that fucking power struggle that people have it's like i'm gonna do something bad for you but if you tell on me then it's gonna be worse it's just like how it's like why do people think that they can get away with shit and like have no consequences yeah and it sucks because the police weren't even gonna do anything anyway so it's like you basically got away with it like you win like what else do you want exactly like, you're not in trouble. Well, sucks for him because now that they did this, uh, the jury Well, now you're in jail, found, buddy. Well, the jury found John Lauder guilty of murder, and he was sentenced to death. See you later. Um, so before he was sentenced to death, they um, both him and Tom tried to appeal their convictions. Um, in September of 2007, uh, Tom Nissen actually recanted his testimony against Lauder and claimed that he was the only one to shoot Brandon and that Lauder had not committed the murders. So he basically just recanted his entire statement and tried to say that it was all false. Um, 
in 2009, Lauder's appeal, um, Lauder, John Lauder tried to use appeal, use an appeal using Tom's new testimony, trying to say that, oh, like, since he's saying that he was the one who shot Brandon, and I wasn't the one who shot Brandon, I shouldn't have to be, you know, in prison for life. Um, but, you know, or be put to death. But the jury and the Supreme Court basically were like, you both were fucking a part of it. You both were a part of this murder. So it doesn't matter who had the gun. You're both still going to do the time. Yeah. Which makes complete sense. I don't know why they thought, oh, but I wasn't the one who actually shot him. So, like, any get lo- out, right? Any loophole they can try, they're going to. Anyway. Um, and then in August of 2011, uh, the 8th U.S. Circuit... Um, Court of Appeals rejected John Lauder's um, petition for an a, like an appeal again, and then again it happened in two thousand October of two thousand eleven. They basically just said, "No, nah, we don't care about we're your all petition." Set. Um, <laughs> he then tried again in March of twenty twelve um, and put in a further petition for a rehearing um, and. In um, January, or actually in April of 2012, they denied that. And then again, in January of 2018, he was denied another appeal by the U.S. Supreme Court. He is relentless well, at trying. So what you have to do is you have to, um, with because our court systems are very weird. So when you, ha- when you make an appeal, he had to make it at like the level of like the county. And then when the county was like, no, we're not going to listen to your appeal, he had to go to the state. And then you have to go to, like, the next circuit in the state. And then the next circuit in the state. And then you go to the Supreme, like, eventually you end up at the Supreme Court. And even the Supreme Court was like, go fuck yourself. Get the fuck out of here, kid. Exactly. (laughs) No way in hell. Well deserved. Uh, So, uh, Brandon Tina is buried in Lincoln Memorial Cemetery in Lincoln, Nebraska, his headstone, like I said, is inscribed with his birth name, which is Tina Brandon, and an epitaph that says daughter, sister, and friend, because this stone was put in by his mother, who never accepted his true authentic self, uh, which really makes me sad, because it's like, it's, it's like, give him that at least, like, in death. Yeah. If you want to have some sort of memorial at home, yeah. I mean... You can do that, but I feel like you got to kind of respect the She should have respected wishes. what her child wanted. Yeah. Um, so Joanne Brandon actually sued Richardson County and Sheriff Lau for failing to prevent Brandon's death and being an indirect cause. She actually won the case, and uh, was this was in September of 1999, and Falls City actually awarded her $80,000. Which would have been a little bit more now. I should have looked up what it is, but I didn't want to be so depressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this could have been prevented 100%. Um, so in 1999, Tina became the subject of the biographic film entitled Boys Don't Cry, directed by Kimberly Pierce, starring Hilary Swank as Brandon Tina and Chloe Savini as Lana Tisdell. For their performances, Swank won a... Um, Academy Award, and Savini was nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, like I said earlier, Lana Tisdell actually sued the film producers 
um, saying that uh, the film depicted her as lazy white trash and a skanky snake, as she put it. That's an actual quote. Um, she also claimed that the film falsely portrayed the relationship that she had with Brandon. Um, basically, like I said, it said that the movie portrays that their relationship just continues after Lana discovers that Brandon is transgender. She stated that was not the case in real life. Which, I don't know why it would have mattered. But apparently people, it mattered Some people to her. are just sensitive. Apparently and again, the times. The times. Yep, like you said. That's that's all. People Which weren't sucks. people weren't woke, I guess. Yeah. Um that's Joanne outstored. Brandon actually publicly objected the movie and the media and was very upset that um the media kept referring to her child as a he and as Brandon instead of Tina. She's really on this. Um following Hillary Swank's Oscar acceptance speech, Joanne Brandon actually took offense for Swank thanking Brandon Tina and for referring to him as a man. Which again She's on one. It is what your child wanted. So annoyed. Um, I mean I it, she'll never change her mind. Well, she's point. not with us anymore, so Oh, well that's sucks that she couldn't just it's sad that she never be okay with it. She was never okay with her child because that's honestly, it's really sad for her and it's really sad for Brandon. It really is. Um, cause that's, that's all he wanted. That's all he, that, that is how he felt the happiest was being Brandon Tina, not being Tina Brandon. And that is, that is pretty much it. Unfortunately. Um, there has been a lot of uh, this is this is one of the more well-known cases. It's kind of up there with Matthew Shepard um, as far as LGBTQ cases. Um, there wasn't any like particular like laws or legislature that went into place after the death of Brandon. Unfortunately, Nebraska isn't really a state that uh, cares for the LGBTQ community even to this day. Um, so things are still very much the same there. Um, and like I said, we do have some some laws going into place in other states, such as Florida and Tennessee, where we very well may be seeing more cases like this if something doesn't change. So that is one of the reasons why I wanted to cover this case, um, as sad as it is and as heartbreaking yeah, like as it fucking is. Sad. Just remember, we're all just on a floating rock, floating nowhere. And nothing matters. Yeah. And if you guys don't so, stop just, like, killing each other, the aliens are never going to come talk to us and let us be a part of, like, their galactic, like, world and all their cool seriously. shit that they got going on. So just let people live their life. Mind your own business. Yeah. Do what you like to do. And love who you want to love. And if anyone made you feel bad for that, I'm sure you would feel sad. Everyone's different. Everyone has different interests. We might not agree with everyone's different interests or likes or whatever, but, you know, doesn't matter. we're all different, and that's what makes it awesome. That's great about being so, on this big blue fucking marble. You just find your, even like me and Amanda, you're my person in life, 
you and I have a lot of things that we have in common. We have things that we don't have in common. Exactly. Me and Andrew, we're completely opposite people. Like, you're never going to meet those people that have exact aligned beliefs that you do. Exactly. And like we did, everything would be boring. So why do we draw the line at what's in your pants and what your sexual interests are? Like, why do we care about I think that's kind of inappropriate. Absolutely. It really is. In my opinion. So, like, for me, why everyone's so concerned with what's in everybody's pants. Like, yeah. I just, I don't. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what's in your pants. You sure? I'm good. You see me naked. I mean, I know what's in your pants. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say uh, you've seen my body many times. But I'm an average person walking down the street. I don't care to know what's in your pants. So I don't know why the government cares to know what's in mine. (laughs) Well, they if they know, they want to control it. Oh yeah. And if they don't know, they still control it. That's a job. They took her derbs. I'm sorry, guys. It's like almost, it's almost midnight. midnight. We get... We're having a late night recording episode. I know. I got to get up early and drive home. You so... work at fucking 8 a.m. Yeah, but actually. working from home, dude, you fucking. Yeah, that's true. I crawl from my If you have one of those mornings where you. Room. Yeah, if you have one of those mornings where you just like want to work in your PJs and. Oh, yeah. You know, just get comp and put a movie on in the background and tired yeah power go with the flow in the comfiness of your own damn home but that was a super sad brandon tina case and i i hope i didn't break everyone's hearts too much but you know happy pride month yeah you're like happy (laughs) pride month here's a depressing case here you go here you go freaking fruits this this month will be full of them it will (laughs) I have a couple more. Fruits. And then uh, after we'll do some fun stuff. I've got like a, a history episode for uh, July. We're going to do so, like a little uh, a little 4th of July episode. That's going to be fun. Oh, I was it's like, what are we very... recording next? Is it July or is it June? No, 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 no. I'm I getting just, way like, ahead of myself. I want to I wanna release this episode around 4th of July. Okay. Because, you know, patriotism. Um, yeah, oh, it is. Just... It is not a true crime case, but it is a history with Amanda. I love history with Amanda, and so... I love Amanda's cat patches. Yeah, my cat just popped I haven't seen out her from all under day. the couch. I've been here since I don't she's, even know what time, and she she's got one out. cat that likes to hide. Patch the pirate. She has like this little little nest she's made under the futon, and that is her spot that she spends most of the day. She's yeah, fifteen, she, so it's fucking she's midnight. In her retirement. She just came out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's up, Patches? That's what she does. All the other cats are asleep, so she's like, "Cool, I can come out oh my and play with the toys." <laughs> it's my time to shine. That's what she does. All right. Well, thanks for all day. thanks for breaking my heart on this Thursday night. Yeah, just wait until we talk about Matthew Shepard next. Is that next? That'll well, be next. Well, not next. Next week. Next will be mine. Be I don't episode. know what I'm doing, but I'll let you know. But I'm gonna make I will get on. I might cry. That you cry all the time. I do. You're a crier. Yeah. You know what? It's good to cry. It's okay. You can cry on my shoulder. It's therapeutic. This one, I got you. I love you. I love you. All right. Well, stay spooky. Stay scary. And stay safe. Bye. Bye. See ya. Love you.